it's not fair. I have a complaint to make. How come they give me the job of breaking up the good times and having you sit down again? I just don't think it's fair. But you did it anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this morning we're going to be sharing about Proverbs. Uh, it's actually the proverbial prescription for a prosperous life. <laughs> what, what we're looking at really is applied uh, wisdom. How is uh, wisdom applied in our lives? Um, today we continue that study that, of Proverbs that Clara has started. Um, and on applied wisdom... You actually cannot look at wisdom by itself and have it be profitable to you. It just is stale standing there alone. You can have a lot of sayings about wisdom, but if you're not applying them, they mean nothing. So basically, wisdom is like, without application of wisdom in your life, is like having your hands out poured water into them so you can have the water and the water disappears. It goes right through your fingers. You, you have nothing. You may think you have something, but you have nothing. So Proverbs 4, 6 through 9 actually states, Above all, before all, do this. Get wisdom. Write it at the top of your list. Get understanding. Throw your arms around her. Believe me, you won't regret it. Never let her go. She'll be like, she'll make your life glorious. She'll garland your life with grace. And she'll festoon your days with beauty. Isn't that a beautiful, beautiful statement? This is coming out of the message. So it has been said that wisdom itself, uh, Jesus is wisdom. He himself is a personification of wisdom. He's the real thing. So in Matthew seven twenty-one to 29, Jesus tells a story to us about who will enter the kingdom of God, which implies that these people are wise. Remember, the storyteller himself is wisdom. So knowing the correct password, saying master, master, for instance, isn't going to get you anywhere with me. What's required is serious obedience, doing what my father wills. I can see now at the final days, final judgment, thousands of people strutting up to me and saying, master, we preach the message. We bash the demons. Our God-sponsored projects had everyone talking. And you know what I'm going to say? You missed the boat. All you did was use me to make yourself important. You don't impress me a bit. You're out of here. What a sad documentary. These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to life, your homeowner's improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life upon. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved the house. It was fixed to the rock. But if you use my words in Bible studies and you don't work them into your lives, you're like a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. When a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. When Jesus concluded his message, the crowd burst burst into applause. They had never heard teaching like this. It was apparent that he was living everything he was saying. 
quite a contrast to their religion teachers. This was the best teaching that they had ever heard. So we're talking about wisdom, and we're talking about applied wisdom. So here we have a picture, Jesus teaching the very scripture of Matthew 7, where he's using the word to build the very foundation of his life. Jesus teaching us to build that word into our life. The wise man is not a, ro- a robot hearing the instructions and doing what is commanded him, thinking that he's earning God's favor by his le- legalistic works, but they're dead. No, with a wise person whose foundation is in Christ, when the storms of life come flooding in, his life doesn't falter, for his house is firmly attached to the rock. The call to get understanding from Christ is a call to intimacy, to knowing Jesus. Performance is not, uh, is, required, is not required here. Those who know Jesus are drawn into a loving relationship with the Son of God. It is a love that encompasses the whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. When we love God, we're growing in wisdom and we're growing in understanding. And we're growing to know God intimately, and we're becoming transformed into his likeness. Yet our life experiences can often get in the way of our God journey. Our background, experiences, the family of origin, other factors can either prepare the way of the Lord or create enormous roadblocks. What we're looking for is how to find God and follow him and understand his ways and understand how his offer of life affects us and learning to trust him, to be like him, and be like he, and to walk like he walked. However, suppose you were raised in the inner city on the wrong side of the tracks. It was in a gang-infested barrio or in an abusive family, and your father and mother were never around for you. Your dad was beating up your mother, and occasionally he roughed you up. That's until he went to prison. You didn't go to school, or you were regularly changing schools, so you never made any friends. Finally, you dropped out of school, and you ended up in a gang. Perhaps you were part of the Bloods or the Crips. You were living on the edge. You were doing drugs. You were trafficking drugs. You were participating in illicit sex. You were street fighting. You were in and out of juvenile hall. You were hooked on can- co- you were hooked on cocaine for a while. You never knew there was a Jesus, and if there and if you did know it, you wouldn't know whether he was for the Bloods or the Crips. Life was inside out and upside down. Or maybe you had a normal life, but as an adult, things have been bugging you. You feel inferior. You feel shameful, rejected. You're plagued with self-doubt and anxiety, possibly depressed. You've been sexually wounded, or you just don't fit in anywhere. You feel angry, and life is getting out of control. So you're thinking, just how do I get wisdom, and just how do I get understanding? You've done all you know to do, but still, there's areas of frustration. So how do I do what Jesus wants me to do? 
when I am so messed up? I often think I know what I know. So why do I need something more? Well, we've already discovered in the scripture this morning that you can't fake it. You can't do just what Jesus says to do and earn your way to heaven. It doesn't work that way. It seems inviting, however, because you've always had performance in your life. Where's the payoff? The peace, the joy, the happiness, the freedom in this lifetime, the wisdom. It hasn't added up. But today we'll be looking at another avenue for help. Here at the Vineyard, we have sponsored a Learning to Love, Learning to Live curriculum embodied in a life skills program at San Antonio. Our church has provided encouragement, support, and a shared facilities with life skills since our inception in 19, sorry, 19, in 2013. We have also included life skills in our community group classes, and we've adopted life skills as our mission family, as part of the mission family. Many of those in the church leadership have taken the classes or have joined the ranks of life skills to facilitate classes, have become a referral to our center or they sit on our board, and some have made financial investments empowering life skills to become a professional center back uh, in the summer this year. We actually were um, officially designated professional center in February of 2015. Life Skills is proud to be your partner, proud to be a part of that journey, and is serving our local body, but it also be, uh, reaches beyond into the larger community into San Antonio. We serve as a refuge and a place of healing for those people in need. Actually, there's many things going behind the, um, behind the scenes that you will never hear about but are very, very significant to some people's lives. So what does life skills do? Well, life skills addresses life problems, people with life problems, and the examples I listed here are just a small example of the kinds of things that people come for help. Today I'm using the gift of life skills as an example of how God could build wisdom into the lives of dysfunctional, hurting, and our troubled people. Life skills was birthed out of the need for practical tools for the people who are in need to leave their old dysfunctional lifestyles and to learn the foundations for a healthy living and wholesome relational lives. God's word and life skills go hand in hand. As God built the spiritual life, life skills supplements and supports that life with practical tools for living, wholesome truth-based lifestyles, replacing dysfunctional survival strategies. Some who come to life skills are disfranchised people needing a whole new foundation for living. Others only need to tweak some areas of their lives. Still others need to polish or refresh, and they're seeking a fresh start or further refining. For those coming out of the gangs, abusive relationships, broken relationships, and are dealing with escalating anger, to those wanting to come uh, out of shame and break the cycle of rejection, inferiority, anxiety, depression, grief, or grieving, they all come, they all see a new way, they all find hope. They, they, um, They also find one another in life skills. There are many key principles 
biblical principles that are the foundation stones for life skills, some of which include John 8, 31, 32. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who believed in him, if you continue in my word, you shall know the truth, and the truth sets you free. It seems like every class we have, we end up referring to that truth, that the truth will set you free. As you apply the truth in your life, you will be set free. And we see that process working in every life, every day. Life, life Skills is a program to teach each person what truth is and how to apply that truth in their life and walk in freedom. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Although not a biblical program, Life Skills is a faith-based organization that incorporates biblical truth at the heart of the issues that, need, that are brought to resolution. Life Skills teaches people to soar in truth above and beyond the low-lying entanglements of the world in the demonic realm. Isaiah 29:10, Line upon line, precept upon precept, here little, there little. Here we see the ancient ruins of each life restored as the house is rebuilt brick by brick upon the rock of Christ. We can't forget the first lesson from this morning's uh, reading, and that is Matthew 7, 21 to 29. It called for us to hear and to do the word of God and build the house on the rock of Christ. Wisdom personified, to make wise choices leading to life of truth and wisdom and spiritual freedom. So Ephesians 4, 22 to 24 also continues to support the, uh, the concept of hearing and doing the word of God. It challenges the sojourners to not merely be hearers, but also to actually walk in that wisdom, to apply it, not as lip service, which leads to delusion, but as acts of life and choice that leads, leads to wisdom. In life skills, we learn to put off certain behavior and thinking and put, putting on wholesome and healthy thinking, and so by doing we began to rebuild that structure, the neurological structure of the brain. We learned to take charge of our brain and mandate what we choose to do and break the habit of living life on automatic pilot. When we live on an automatic pilot, we're a prisoner of our own making. God's truth and wisdom changes and becomes apparent in the students as the new life begins. They're free from the entanglements of the old life and the dead-end thinking. So in Proverbs 15:31, we see, Listen to good advice if you live well and are, if you will live well an honored guest among men and women. So to live well, you listen to good advice. In life skills, uh, the consultation, the advice that is given is life-changing. Proverbs 15:18. is at the bottom there. A hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but slow to anger pacifies the contention. But the slow to anger pacify contention. If you have an anger problem, life skills is for you. So just how do you overcome anger problems? Stuffing it down is not a good answer. Beating a pillow is not a good answer. 
Life Skills is also an anger management program which helps the person identify and, and work out the very root of their anger, providing both the tools of how to apply them to managing and overcoming the uncontrolled anger. From there, Life Skills teaches the whole principles of forgiveness and reconciliation so that you're never left at one level without going to the deeper side. Proverbs 1 says, A gentle answer turns away wrath. That's another anger management base. Proverbs 15:18, A hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but slow to anger pacifies contention. Another anger management tool. Sometimes people are just plain miserable. Proverbs 15, 15 says, A miserable heart makes a miserable life. A cheerful heart fills the day with songs. No, life skills doesn't teach you how to sing songs. That's joy and the worship team's job. However, life skills does get to the heart and the places of, of misery to bind up the heart in an understanding way to break that cycle and to give alternative ways of responding and new ways of thinking. Proverbs 15.22, without consultation, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors, they succeed. Basically, there's a, there's a prescription, a proverbial prescription that we talk about from the beginning of life skills, and that is uh, we challenge our perception because often we think our perception is reality, and it's not. It's gone through filters, and what we see is not exactly what the other person sees. And as a result of that, my reality is not your reality. I can get way down the road in my own ideas of what is reality. And unless somebody brings me back, I can make some very poor decisions in that process. So what we call the consultation is a reality check. Turning to another person and said, I'm thinking this. Is that reality? And the other person can challenge that and say, I think you need to rethink that. That doesn't sound like reality. Especially inside of relationships, we get so entangled that we can't see reality. Another person giving us feedback helps us to keep perspective. So life skills is, uh, heavily relies on that. Proverbs 15:31 says, "He who ear, uh, whose ear listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise." Life skills teaches listening and auditory skills. It's an amazing reality when you realize how much you do not hear and you cannot hear and you do not listen to. So we help to teach the listening skills and actually awaken auditory for those who have shut down auditorily, and many have. Proverbs 15 and 33, the fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom, and before honor comes humility. Note, humility opens the door to success and is the very foundation for wise living. Most people have a problem uh, walk in denial, thinking, this, I'm really not a problem. I really don't have a problem. I can control this. However, we all know that pride precedes the fall. So after falling, some of us find humility, and it is there that we begin the process of breaking out of denial and seeking help. Let me give you a, a very um, common uh, place that this is applied. So let's say that um, we're building a relationship with someone who is in denial, 
and they're beginning to uh, understand that they need some humility, and they're beginning to process along that way. And then uh, they, that person that has this problem uh, talks to you and says, you know, I need a reality check. Could you help me here? Um, do you think I could be an alcoholic? And this person has had years and years and years and years of alcoholism and walls and walls and walls of denial. But through this simple process of reality check and the, and the process of them coming to a place of humility, they could actually say, do I have a problem? And the door is wide open for recovery the moment that denial breaks. It's an amazing process. Note that this morning's examples, some of them, uh, a person may not even recognize that they have an option, and often they know nothing about Jesus' love and care for them. And if Jesus were to meet up with them and invited uh, them into his life, a new process, a new journey would begin. But for all of us who've gone through that journey, we recognize that there's a lot of garbage that we bring along with it. And the Spirit of God begins to work in us, and if we get into a really good discipling program and people are supporting us and speaking reality to us, we can change right inside the body. But many times a person gets saved, but that's it. They don't have discipling. They don't really have people holding them accountable. So they carry all their garbage with their Christianity. Wow, that's messy. So what happens here is that what a person will need is something like life skills. Life skills here can become a lifeline for that person. Um, A lifeline to identify what should be normal and what is not, and how to make some permanent changes to maintain a wholesome and healthy lifestyle. So some of the problems are leftovers of the family of origin. Uh, Some suffer from self-inflicted. I'm speaking about people that might come to life skills now. Some suffer from self-inflicted physical and or emotional wounds. Some are invaded by others, leaving them as victims and confused and wounded. Some live their lives under the tyranny of negative and hostile self-talk. Some just suffer the consequences of their own choices, bad choices. But in life skills, people experience all kinds of things. Some bring the lies that they've been carrying with them, and they find the truth which sets them free. Some find others who understand the depth of their pain and walk with them through it. Some, uh, some find that they don't have to take themselves so seriously. Some laugh. Some cry. But all of them cut to the other side of that journey changed. So today I have with us some testimonies of truth, of how God's word has worked, his words of wisdom, his truth, and freedom have changed their lives. We have four brave men and women who will share their journey with you this morning. I actually only see three of them, so maybe one has already chickened out. (laughs) So I'm going to start this um, morning with Janice, Janice uh, Stewart. And uh, Janice Janice has been with us. Uh, She's gone through two full uh, courses of life skills, and now she's a, taken the facilitator training, and now she is a facilitator in training working with Cindy McBride. Thank you. 
Hello, my name is Janice Stewart. I've been a member of this church for about eight years. Um, I've been in lo- involved in life skills as a student and training as a facilitator. Through this program, I have awakened to a passion of promise in Proverbs 2.10. The wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Wisdom found my heart and my heart desires wisdom. Life skills gives advising, counseling to all who hears Here's it, instructing my path to be straight and full of truth, protecting me from the unknown, guiding me in strength, courage, and confidence, allowing the battles to stop because wisdom comes to the rescue, breaking yokes of dysfunction, bondage within me that held me from the truth, transisting my heart into a powerful strength of assurance under the authority of the Heavenly Father, emerging me into a deeper growth of love, understanding, wisdom, and knowledge that is full of truth and applying all of this into my daily life of living free as God's child. Thank you. Thank you, you, Janice. So Yvonne uh, is number two, and Yvonne has also been with us. She's been through one and a half programs, and she's done the facilitator training, and she's working on her third program. Yeah, that's right. I have trouble doing the homework. <laughs> so i got to keep doing it over and over again. I thank you all for being here and for giving me this opportunity to brag about this program. To me, it means freedom. Its tools are real, and the consequences are awesome. They really are. I've been able to use these tools in such a way. Uh, forgiveness. The wonderful thing that came from forgiveness came back to me. That pain that was right here in my C1, it's gone, and it has not come back. The nightmare of over 50 years, the continuous nightmarish memories, they're gone. I now have peace of mind. The awesomeness of having God step into my life and use these terrible dreams as lessons. He showed me that even as young as five years old, he made me a powerful woman back then. I was empowered to get done what I needed to do because I wanted it. That's a 180-degree belief in what I Stood for until then. Using that tool, now it's a tool. That Those memories he showed me, took me back to and showed me, empowered me to overcome a 50-year-old lie. And that is that I'm incapable. That even the simplest task is a chore beyond me being able to handle it. I now have a tool against the pain, against the awfulness of being so exhausted, I can't get up and do anything. I have a new memory to fight this this lie. And it may not seem much to you, but upon seeing this, I was able to walk into the kitchen, wash my dishes, do the counter, and then I finished up by cleaning out the refrigerator 
and wiping it down. <laughs> I use this now almost every day. And even though this body lets me down, even though this tiredness does get to me the best at times, but if I really want it, I go back and I pull out these two tools. And now I'm experienced new things and it is awesome it is so empowering and this is what life skills has brought to me freedom and if i could share anything with you it's to know that this is real if you want it grab it reach out for it it's yours if I could share anything with you, is that I have a prayer, and I, as you breathe, may you have the words enter into you. As your heart beats, may the blood of Jesus Christ cover you. And as you walk, may you realize what it means. That if Jesus sets you free, you are free indeed. The promise is, if you go to class, do the homework, you will have a better life. Thank you. So Yvonne has also um, become empowered to be an advocate for those that are caught up in abuse. And she has a way of reaching into their lives and empowering them to be free. So she's been a very effective uh, witness for us. So the third person is uh, Benjamin Crampton. And Benjamin felt most comfortable in having me read his testimony. He, I was so surprised. He wrote me an email once, a very specific email about the power of the change in his life that it actually made me cry. So I'm hoping that he wrote the same here. Let's, learn it. Let's hear this together for the first time. When I first heard of the class, I didn't really know what to think. It wasn't, I wasn't even sure what exactly it was about. That's like most of you. Some people close to me had gone through the class and found it very helpful and encouraging and encouraged me to sign up. There was always a little hesitation when someone suggests that you sign up for a class or a workshop because then, when you start, uh, because then you start to think, okay, What are they trying to tell me? (laughs) This time, though, I really didn't exactly, I didn't know exactly what I was getting into, but with the encouragement and the testimonies of others, I decided to give it a shot, and I'm so glad that I did. Losing my father when I was young was very difficult, and the dynamics of family completely changed after that. Like with anything, everything else in my life, I found a way to cope and let it not affect me. I lived I lived my entire life being a very passive, aggressive person. It wasn't until this class that I realized the damages that that can do for people around you. I've been married for 12 years and have children of my own. I don't want to pass my faults down to my children or damage relationships around me. I want to make a change and make uh, a difference and help my children to grow up in ways that I didn't. What's the class about? Well, it helps you to... to uh, Better identify and understand areas in your own life that may be broken and the tools to help to mend them. I don't know about you, but I can't, but I haven't met a single person in this world without their own set of hurts, pains, problems, etc. 
We also see all things through our own filters of family, friends, parents, and culture. Our life challenges can shape and mold us to see things and process them. The problem is not all of us know a good, healthy way to identify and mend the areas of us that are broken or stuck in, in development. I've really learned a lot about myself and have really come face-to-face with many areas of my past that affect who I am today and areas that are broken, which I'm currently working to mend. I now have the tools that help. As a husband, father, and friend, I want to be able to uh, be able to Let's see, I want to be able to do the, let's see. Oh, to be the best that I can be. And this class is helping me to be that person. It's been an emotional roller coaster for me, but one that is really making a difference even in the short few months that I've been in class. I would encourage everyone to be a part of a class. I think it would be beneficial to everyone. That's amazing. That's a beautiful testimony. Thank you, Benjamin. So as much as this sounds like it's about life skills, life skills is just another instrument of the body of Christ serving his people in a different way. So I'm just so thankful that I've been able to be a part of life skills and make my own transformation and how it's impacted my own family, but also our family, our body. And the more that you know about it, the more you'll be able to help someone in their need to find an answer. So thanks for listening to us this morning. Um, I want to invite the people that did their testimonies this morning to come forward and be available. If you wanted to talk to someone uh, as we close, uh, they're going to be able to tell you about their journey and answer some of the questions you might have. So that's Yvonne and Janice. You can come forward now. And uh, Benjamin, if you would come, that would be wonderful. Um, uh, if not, that's, these two people can answer questions you might have. And also the uh, ministry team, uh, they would come forward. We, our service is going to be closing now, and I'd just like to say thank you for supporting us. And if you have uh, a place of healing or a need for encouragement or any other thing, please make your way forward and see someone uh, part of the ministry team or speak to some of those people that were in life skills. Uh, so let's just close in prayer. Father, we are so thankful for the tools that you have given us that we might live our life more fully conformed into your image. And we just thank you, Lord, that you haven't uh, given up on any of us, that no, no matter how deep or hard the pain is, there's a place that you have built to bring us to the other side that we might be whole and healed. And I just thank you for this morning and for our body and the support that you have given us. We bless your holy name in Jesus' name. Amen. So you'd be welcome to come forward. And the service is now um, closed or over. And we'd love for you to be able to have ministry or just stay and chat with each other. And the children are being released from their children's room, so they are ready for pickup too. So thanks for being us with us this morning. We'll see you next week.